0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
1: Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald.
0: My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here once again on this lovely Friday morning. I am your host, Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem, live with the Contact Talk Radio Network from Dundas, Ontario, Canada. And as always, I've been really lucking out with some fantastic guests. Uh, today is no exception. Uh, so before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue to introduce you to my guest, Priya Ali, I'm just gonna read a little bit of her bio, given the fact that the base, reach, and platform for this show extends to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So thank you once again for tuning in and taking time out of your day to be with us here. So Priya Ali, a dedicated entrepreneur and single mother of four, has led a successful personal and executive coaching practice, Living 365 since 2007. Living 365 is dedicated to enabling dramatic personal and professional growth amongst its clients. Through highly personalized coaching and guidance, Living 365 empowers clients to establish positive, productive, thought processes and behaviors. Living 365 offers a variety of services for individuals, couples, and professional groups, all of which are dedicated to constructive self-reflection and behavioral change. For both personal and professional goals, Living 365 is dedicated to delivering a customized, holistic approach and measurable results. As a third generation intuitive and healer, Priya possesses unique intuitive abilities that she applies in each of Living 365 service offerings. This intuitive capacity allows her to quickly extract valuable insights from individuals and social groups, providing clients with guidance that is both objective and keenly insightful. Priya recently created the 365 TV network to bring world-changing hosts and messages to a global audience. She is the host and executive producer of Living 365 TV, a show designed to enhance the mind, body, and spirit of her viewers. Priya can be reached at www.living365.ca, as well as www.365tvnetwork.com, and email is Priya at dot icom and of course, I'll repeat that towards the end. So Priya, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, this is fantastic. And, uh, you know, for anybody who follows me on Facebook primarily, uh, you know, this, this relationship that we just embarked upon, as wonderful as it is, uh, this just happened. But, you know, when I say that, nothing just happens. I really believe in alignment and I really believe, uh, in terms of the conversation that we shared and the shared synergy and what came out of that and quickly turning over to you Kindly agreeing to being my
0: guest today here on radio.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing what shows up in your life, isn't it Priya?
0: Totally. I feel Aww. like you and I are on a blind date. <laughs> <laughs> Well, online dating or something like this. I haven't even met you yet. And we've got all this relationship going on.
1: I know, isn't this fantastic? And of course, with this being radio, and uh, although it is Skype, you know, we're just hearing each other. We're not seeing each other. So, uh, So
0: blind date, very accurate. Well, and I want you to know, I dressed in my best for you, whether you see me or not. Well, fantastic, but that doesn't surprise me.
1: And uh and I just want to say Priya, you know, again this is unscripted dialogue and what fascinated me about you uh and of course our mutual friend um you know who introduced us Ash Silva. Fantastic and of course he's put me in the path of seeing you uh tomorrow. Um which you can talk about. I'll let you talk about that because you actually have a booth going on. But um You know, I just so appreciated, you know, him knowing you, him knowing me and uh, connecting us. I love the connectors that we have in our lives who understand and appreciate which what each person brings to the table. And so clearly he saw something in you and me and thought that we needed
0: to connect. And I'm so grateful to him that we have. Oh, so am I. Good old Ash Silva. He knows he is the connector in the greater Toronto area. That's how he's known and rightfully so.
1: Absolutely. So why don't we talk a little bit then, Priya, about the inception of your journey? How did this all come to be? Was this a reinvention process as a result of change to marital status? Was this something you always endeavored to do and you now you're just completely honing it? Why don't you talk about that?
0: Sure. Well, I'd um, grown up in a family as a third-generation intuitive healer where it was not talked about. Um, My family is from Guyana, South America, and intuitive abilities were seen as a fearful thing, something to be fearful of. In fact, my aunt was institutionalized for her intuitive abilities. And so growing up being um, intuitive, psychic, having premonitions and things like that, I kept it in the closet and I just hid it because it was not something we talked about. But when I had my own children, I'm a single mother of four. And they started having intuitive abilities. It was something that I had to address because how do you leave your kids hanging out without help for things like that? And during that part of the journey is when I embraced it myself um, and began my spiritual coaching practice, which I still wasn't a 100% comfortable with coming out of the psychic closet. So I ventured into mainstream coaching, life coaching. And, um, you know, I've been in business now for 10 years and went from that perspective. I'd always been practicing law of attraction since I was about 20 years old, put it, that into play, and then just kept growing and growing with people and the demands of what people are needing in the world today. Um, one of the things I learned is that a lot of people are mind or their body or their spirit. But uh, in my 43 years, I've never been able to go anywhere without my mind, my body, or my spirit. So I realized the congruency that is necessary. Now, a few people might have said I've lost my mind, but it was always there with me. <laughs> but, you know, just coming along with that, recognizing that I had to, to be able to address the client's needs was to be able to move them forward, their mind, body, and spirit all at once. And so that became the focus of my practice. And, you know, as you're, as you grow in your business, there comes a time limit where you can only see so many people on an individual basis. And I wanted to have a bigger reach, which is where, uh, Living 365, which is my talk show, TV talk show that we have on the internet, where that was born, um, or just over six months ago. And things just went really well. We were on a women's network and I had a woman come to me that wanted to do a business show and she wanted me to produce it for her, but she needed a more diverse audience. Hence, the 365 TV network was born two months ago, um, and we've put that together. And we're growing rapidly, and very excited yep. to be having you coming along.
1: Well, thank you so much. That uh, completely—that opportunity blew me away, and I can't thank you enough. I love working with diverse groups of people, such as yourself. But you know, there's something special when you're a woman, and the parallels in our lives of being single moms, and not to stigmatize ourselves by saying that. But, yeah, you are in a little bit of a disadvantage type situation, sometimes lack of infrastructure of support. Uh, sometimes having taken a little bit of a hiatus from the career path to be solely a parent, whatever the case may be. So, you know, coming back full throttle, reinventing yourself, redefining and getting crystal clear as to what you feel your purpose is. And, of course, the people that I'm drawn to, um, you know, as are you, you know, it's all about empowering other people. And so in order to be effective and to be authentic in that way, you know, you would know better than anyone given what you particularly do for a living. You know, you have to rid yourself of your own blocks and your oh, own yes. your own false beliefs and concepts. So how do you do that? Is, it, does, your intu- does your intuitive abilities gel in such a way that because you have that additional insight uh, that you very quickly, rapidly know how to alleviate yourself from that or get out from underneath it?
0: You know what? That's the, uh, that's the, the, the one pitfall of this whole thing. It's like a hairdresser, you know, she can't cut her own hair. So <laughs> it's one of those things where you, you know, you can't see the back of your head. You just wouldn't do it. So no, in fact, um, probably what I think happens for me intuitively and the way that I'm able to see what I, where I need to evolve in my own life is actually at the grace of my clients who come to me and serve as mirrors for what I need to, to do in my own life. Different contacts, different situations, obviously, but oftentimes I hear myself advising my clients thinking, geez, you know what? That message was for me. And it's not even oftentimes, it's every day because my clients do serve as mirrors for something that I've either gone through in my life or are going through and the messages that come through and the guidance that comes through for them is, you know, always something that I too need to hear. The people that present themselves in your lives are, are the greatest, um, you know, people for service in in being a mirror to what you need to do and see in your own life. So I always pay attention to when something stirs me up in a positive or negative way to really take notice of that and and look into it a little bit further. And yeah. being that I teach self-development, if I'm not... In with a client or on TV or in that capacity, I am simply spending time developing myself, which is a lot of, uh, you know, just continuation of raising awareness of who I am and really understanding what my mind is saying, what my body is saying, what my spirit is saying, really getting more and more in tune with that. Um, and that's how I've been able to do it. But I've had my fair share of blocks. <laughs>
1: mm. I can understand and I can empathize, I no doubt. And good for you, though. Good for you for what you've done and, and how you've, you know, just trailed the blaze, blazed the trail. I mean, I think you're doing fantastic. And I've certainly, in the short time that I've come to know you, I've been following you and paying attention to uh, quite a bit about you. And uh, it's such an honor to be in your presence, Priya, and for us to be collaborating together. So I want to thank you again for that.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah.
1: So do you want to tell us a little bit about your network? How did the network itself come to be and and how are you expanding it? And where's the vision for this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, the network came about, um, I was was filming a show with a guest host uh, here in my studio and she wanted to do her own show. And she wanted some help producing it. And I thought I was just giving some friendly advice to a colleague. But when it came down to it, uh, I started helping her out. And she said, well, could you produce the show for me? And I thought, well, I produce my own show. Sure. I will. And I went over and we, we filmed her pilot episode. And, uh, what ended up happening is we needed to put it somewhere. And, and like I said, the network that I was on at the time was not conducive to her market. And she said to me, well, can't you start your own network? <laughs> <I'm> talking, what? <laughs> Of course. Are you kidding me? Sure. sure. Let me like, you know, in the, in the five minutes that I don't ever have, sure. I'll start network. And so, and we had filmed these shows in January and they had to go somewhere. So I ended up, um, now I'm blessed to have been married twice and i'm also blessed to have been divorced twice <laughs> so but the beauty in that is my 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 latest ex-husband is a brilliant technical genius and he um does all the technical work for the 365 network and within 3 weeks we put together the platform that you see at uh 365tvnetwork.com wow very yes. impressive very it, impressive it was it was pretty incredible stuff it was a little stressful if we were if we hadn't have been divorced already i think we might have done it again <laughs> But we had a freebie this time, so it was all good. But uh, so that network was birthed and, and putting it together um, and going through it, I really wanted to bring uh, what I'm calling it. Uh, we're calling it the, the world changing network because we're looking for world changers. And those are people who are bringing messages or services or products to the world that actually make a difference in people's lives. There's a lot of entertainment. There is a lot of media out there that is, you know, it is what it is. I don't know how much it's enhancing people's lives. I don't know how often we need to talk about the size of Kim Kardashian's bottom <laughs> and, you know, these types of things. I don't, you know, it's great it, entertainment, I guess, but how I, how much do we can we airtime do we really need to give to that and how much is it really doing for the world? So what we're looking to do with the 365 TV network is really bring in a wide variety of things. I mean, I was just out last night at uh, the The auditions for a reality show, um, which is taking place in a nightclub, and it's for a nightclub entertainer, and they're following the process of this, and it's going to be a new reality show. But we we attracted someone last night who is going to come on and do a show on hip-hop artists. Wow! So very diverse because we're we're doing everything from you know mind body spirit shows, but we've got politics, business, parenting, um, beauty, fashion. We want to be the one stop shop network where people can come and they can get something that's enriching and entertaining for them and actually help them you know make some change in their life. If it's not through raising their awareness, it's through stress relief. Mm hmm. Lovely. And, like, really the focus of the network and being that, you know, the internet is such a powerful tool. It allows us to reach a global market.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So this, this was the focus because there are a lot of fabulous people that I encounter throughout my travels around the world that, you know, they're just diamonds in the rough that people only their local markets get access to. But by having this internet TV network, we're now able to allow them to share their greatness all over the world. And people like yourself, who, you know, yes, you're in Dundas, Ontario, but guess what? Somebody in Russia now has access to you because, you know, there's the beauty of your radio show or the beauty of you coming on to do 365 TV network. This helps to get you out and let them have access to wonderful people like yourself.
1: Well, thank you, Priya. I really appreciate you being the gateway and the pathway for that for me. What a blessing and what a gift. So thank you for that. But uh, I want to go back. You said something that was very interesting and uh, I'd be very interested to know your answer given, you know, where you're at in the realm of the universe. So, you know, when you talk about reality TV mm-hmm. and you talk about people opting to tune out. While they're tuning into this stuff, you know, do you, you know, for the, all the people that you encounter, the like-minded people or or the people who are trying to rise their, raise their vibration and get beyond, you know, the mediocrity, the complacency that keeps them stuck, where they don't Mm -hmm. rally, they don't challenge themselves. Uh, you know, they don't relinquish fear. They don't embrace their passions. You know, are you seeing a bit of a shift going on? Are you seeing that people are getting more conscious? Or, or are you seeing that people are becoming more resigned to the fact that, you know, things are are not changing? So, uh, and you and I both know the changes have to ha- happen internally before they happen externally. So, um, but are you noticing a bit of a shift? Would you say it's 50-50? Like, are you able to kind of... Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. What I'm seeing is I am definitely seeing a shift. The awareness is absolutely rising. Um, people are much more aware they're they're paying attention to what goes in their mouth, they're paying attention to what they do with their body, they're paying attention to, you know, their surroundings a little bit more. Now the people and as you said, you know, internally it starts there. So it and it happens at a level of readiness. Wherever people are at, there they'll they will shift from that perspective. And I think that even though there are some people that may appear um, as, as unaware, they really are still shifting, but it's all relative, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do think, um, in in seeing people throughout my practice and what people are willing to, to do what they're willing to open their minds to, it's expanding at at, at a very rapid pace. Um, even noticing the shift in the, the makeup, the gender makeup of my practice and coaching it's 50-50 pretty much. It used to be a lot of self-development was more so a, a women's a women's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed that there are, are many more men, um, you know, actively seeking self-development, actively raising their own awareness about things. The participation, I do a intensive relationship rescue for marriages, noticing the efforts that men are putting into their relationships. It's really changing. So I do think that people are becoming more aware and uh, they're definitely tuning into what they're receiving on their mind, body, and spirit levels in a whole different way than they were before. And, and as a result of that, so many fabulous things are being birthed because mm-hmm. the more we grow, the more we, we open up to greater possibility, the more things become possible. And so things that are, are being created right now are, are just mind-blowing.
1: Beautiful. 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 Well, I'm sure your client caseload is very grateful to you. Um, well, we all know we need mentors, right? Even yes. if it's mentors in the intangible sense, people we haven't had the luxury or the privilege of having yet met, but knowing that their message, their impactful, profound message uh, resonates with us in such a way that, you know, we incorporate that into our DNA and we transform ourselves as a result of what we subscribe to and going forward in maneuvering and navigating our own lives. So beautiful what you're doing
0: yeah absolutely and i find that you know it it's just that one person can make you know because and that was the other reason for creating the network by giving a message to one person watching it becomes an exponential effect because that person when you raise one person or help them to raise their own vibration then they now everyone that they touch will elevate
1: absolutely Absolutely. And that's why a lot of the greats and people who are in the personal self-development world will always say, and I can't quite remember who it was that coined it. I don't know if it was Jim Rohn. I, I can't remember if it was Tony Robbins or who it was specifically. But, you know, be very careful of who your top five people are. You know, uh, because you do sponge up their energy and it's not directly those five people. It's the people they themselves choose to be in contact with because as you say, it it is a trickle down effect and that works either in the positive sphere or the negative sphere. It's all about choice, correct?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there, I, and again, I don't know who said this one either, but they say attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? And that's the kind of thing that, you know, on a daily basis that I look to, to say to people for, for their own sakes. It's, it's the energy that you bring to the table. It's, you know, coming onto your show today, I know some people that would do radio in their PJs. And it just, it's about the energy that you bring, like always being conscious of bringing the best for you, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. It doesn't mean it's the best for someone else, but the best that you feel. in. so for me, you know, I make a point of making sure that, I feel best. I don't dress for how I look. I dress for how I feel. So I might go through six dresses and they might all look lovely, but until I get the one that feels right, I Mm -hmm. won't put it on. And I think if people can really get into that space too of, of knowing that zone in their life, that helps them to make a difference. And, and this is what, you know, people like yourself and I are doing right now is to help them tune into that.
1: Absolutely. Good stuff, Priya. And so who would you classify as some of your mentors along the way in your journey?
0: Wow. Um, well, I started back, uh, my mother was in real estate, and so I started listening to her sales Tapes, that's how old she and I are, because they were <laughs> tapes back then. Right? Um, but uh, at the time, it would have started off because it was for sales, but Brian Tracy. Um, and then, you know, started going into uh, Bernie Siegel. Um, it would be Louise Hay. Um, Christine, Christian Northrop, like Northrop. Those were all the books that I used to read when I was 12 and 14. I'd be reading about reflexology. Then it moved into Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Um, I've spent a lot of time studying with Doreen Virtue, who is in the angelic realm. And uh, currently, I'm really big into, uh, obviously, Abraham Hicks is one of my favorites, having yeah. been someone that loves a lot of attraction and, and helping people with that, creating in their lives. And right now, um, it's Access Consciousness with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Heer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: that's a nice roster. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And, uh, and so can you share with us, uh, you don't obviously need to divulge, uh, confidentiality in clients' names, but is there one, one client, uh, in particular whose story resonates with you in terms of a success story or, uh, you know, a real, a real pivotal shift in their life as a result of being mentored, coached by you?
0: Uh, yeah, well, the, the, what ends up happening in my practice particularly, I, um, when I was a teenage girl, I was molested by two of my cousins. And so on a, um, a regular basis, I'll attract women who have been through abusive situations. And so I, I, I won't pinpoint on one, but those, those particular cases, um, I definitely see such a huge transformation in the empowerment of themselves mm-hmm. and, um, really, Taking back their power and stepping back into their, the balance of masculine and feminine energy. That has been, uh, you know, phenomenal thing to witness in my clients and just seeing how women are, because what ends up happening a lot of that time is when, when a woman is victimized in that capacity, she tends to turn down her feminine energy and up her masculine energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they see these women that people will say she looks like she's walking around like she has a pair. You know, right. and so it's it's that kind of thing. So by seeing them balance the energy back after going through the healing process, uh, from that perspective and seeing that feminine side of them come back out and allowing themselves to nurture themselves and bring mm-hmm. out that nurturing feminine side, that goddess energy back into their life, that has been very rewarding for me. Wonderful.
1: And so is there an average, I mean this is all individualized and, and as you pointed out, everybody, uh, everybody aspires and grows at their own individual level. So, you know, would you say there's an average time frame in which people are with you? Whether it be a weekly, monthly, annual basis, you know, do you, what's the commitment that you're seeing that people get from you before they take and sponge up all the beautiful ingredients that you've given them? And then they just go manifest it in their own lives because they feel that they're safe enough to do so, or they trust in themselves enough, or they feel they're worthy and and deserving.
0: Absolutely. So, but generally speaking, um, I work with people for a month if it's a if it's depending on the goal and how deep the issues are. But generally, it's a month, and we can get by. Uh, we'll do weekly sessions that are 90 minutes in length. If it's something that's more intensive and extensive, the, the maximum amount of time generally I would be seeing somebody is for six months. Um, at that point in time, the tools and the resources that I'm able to, to impart upon people, they can definitely make profound changes within that time frame. And usually when I meet people, I say, listen, if for some reason we're still in need or you're still in need of my services after six months, it's because one of us wasn't doing our job or the work and it wasn't me. So it's just, <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, cause I know that I'm going to commit to that. And it's something that I'm a little bit discerning about, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, who I will work, who I work with. Not that I don't want to help everybody, but as you know, when, when people are, have a level of readiness, that's the only time that you can, you can kind of move them through because you can't push anybody to do something before they're ready. When a, when a baby's young, you can want them to walk all you want. When they're ready to do it, they will.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so are you there, Priya? I am here. Okay, sorry. I just got a little crackly there. Um, so let me ask you this. As somebody who can relate to what you've gone through uh, and for what you do in practice with people uh, who can relate to similar circumstances, what do you attribute the divorce rates and stats to? What do you think is going on in our culture?
0: I think it, it comes down to, um, if you've ever seen the movie, Jerry Maguire, yes. there's a line at the end where she opens the door and, and they're talking. She said, you complete me. Mm-hmm. And I think that coupled with a lot of our fairy tales is where the problem lies, because people feel that their partner should complete them. People turn to their partner for the happily ever after. Um, a lot of women want a wedding. They don't want a marriage. Mm hmm. Uh, and then I find that when you're looking for someone else to make you happy, this becomes an issue because if they don't, then you're unhappy. It becomes their problem. It's their responsibility. Now we have a problem. So what I'm finding is that if people would take responsibility for their own happiness, you know, so that they they are complete Then when they come together, they share and support one another in their journeys, but they're not looking to the other person for their happiness. Because say, for instance, you know, in in my marriage, uh, you know, I got busy with my practice and I wasn't there all the time for my husband the way that maybe he thought or expected I would be. Because there wasn't in his life, he hadn't put things in place for himself that kept him fulfilled. He felt a void. And the void was attributed to me. And, and so this is how, you know, I find it when I do couples coaching, this is generally speaking what it comes down to. People lose sight of why they've, they've been attracted or drawn or fallen in love with someone. And mm-hmm. you start to get into this, you know, socks on the floor. She's always on the phone with her friends, that kind of stuff where you really come back and look at it and say, what really brought you together with this person? Mm-hmm. Is this, did you when you go out and you're trying to date someone do you do you say do you leave your socks on the floor how much time <laughs> how much time do you spend on the phone with your girlfriends what's your rate of taking the trash out on a regular basis is it 97% of the time the trash hits the curb or you forget <laughs> these are not the things that we look for in a mate however these are a lot of the things that contribute to divorce right right you know? And so if people can actually get to that space of really staying present with, um, you know, what's going on, who they are and recognizing that like anything, a marriage needs nurturing Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So we put time into our children, we put time into our jobs, we put time into our family, but a lot of times once we say, I do, I do, do you? Yes, I do. We, we go, okay, good, let's go. We're done. And, and we don't nurture and we don't put the time into our relationships
1: do you think we're a generation of people still trying to fix each other as opposed to ourselves you know I like I like what, what you said in the beginning when you were talking about uh, you know women want a wedding and not a marriage so alternative to that, what would you say is the equivalent for men what are they looking for in your experience that they're not getting or they it's misrepresented or misunderstood?
0: I do find because it's innate men are built as hunters and providers, so they're looking for someone that's going to need them. Right? And a lot of times what ends up happening is they, they get to this woman that needs them and before you know it, she's too needy. Mm-hmm. She, they feel, they feel that they can't, they can't meet her needs. Because as, as we evolve and when they attract that, the women that way, then they end up getting, they do things, they overdo things for them and then they can't keep up with that. So I find too, you know, if you think back to, to, to prehistoric times or, or things like that when men would basically try to demonstrate their worth by, the way that they presented themselves, what they had, how good a hunter they were, how much, you know, how much food they could catch for you. That's how men come across. And when they can't keep up with that too, because they present themselves as these bigger than life people and they don't identify who they are. I find that they, they run into the problem of not being able to keep up with the image of what she thinks that he, who he is. And that's what I see a lot in the marriages that I coach is that, well, he's not this anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. Well, you know what? I find these guys are like, well, I really wasn't like that and I can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. and so it's this this need to to impress and the and wanting to get out there and show these women who they really are and be impressive and then they can't keep up with that pace because it isn't who they truly are.
1: Mhm. Okay. And so would you attribute the dissolution of marriage, partnership relationships with significant others? Do you see that as indicative of people getting to a point within that relationship, they're also becoming more self-aware and you know you can't deny what you know within your heart and your soul. So if you've either outgrown somebody or you see that you're more committed to the path of evolving and perhaps revolutionizing yourself and maybe the other person isn't because it's too scary, it's too fearful and they feel they're already going to get left in the dust, so they choose not to catch up, they just stay still. Are you seeing that being more so indicative of Stats, divorce rates, and couples dissolving, or is it, uh, it, or are you finding that people continue to not learn the lesson and they just get coupled and repaired up, uh, for the sake of filling the void of not being by themselves? Like, what do you, what's the distribution well, level of
0: that? And what I find is that because here's the thing, you, you'll hear somebody say, Oh my God, this, all men are alike, or all these women are alike. No, the experiences that they're having are based on themselves. Because the only common denominator in a relationship that you have is you. Right. So as you keep traveling along relationship to relationship and excuse me, seeing the same things over and over again, it's because there hasn't been the change within yourself in those particular areas. So you continue to attract those things. But what the other thing I find is with you get to people get to a point in marriage where marriage is, is, in my opinion, is a union and Mm -hmm. a, a communion. And it's, it's two people that join together to kind of face the world together side by side. When people start to feel as though their needs are not being met, very slowly, instead of standing side by side facing the world, they slowly begin to turn towards one another and it becomes, I'm, I'm for me and, and he's for himself because they get into a p- place of self-survival mode of needing for their own basic needs. And now it becomes the, the husband and the wife or the partners against one another. Because they're no longer unified towards the world and taking what comes at them, they're at each other. Mm-hmm. And after a while, when you're trying to get your needs met and you're not, you, you start to move away from trying to build, you know, focus on the unit of the, of the marriage and the marriage unit versus you start to get into the place of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And so when people are in that self-preservation mode, they, they move away and they figure, you know what? I can't do this. I'm going to save myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to so I'm going to get out of this thing because this this is going to I'm going to have to fight for my survival every day. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else where I don't have to fight for my survival. But, you know, a, a large majority of the time they end up in very similar relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. Very true. And so as somebody who's been married and divorced twice, Priya, what have you learned along the way in this journey?
0: I've really learned to. um to stay in my own space of, you know, bring to the table, authentically who I am I one of my pitfalls was becoming jello so I would mold like jello whatever shape and you put jello in it molds to that shape I was I was a jello wife so I would get in there and I lost myself because I I kept being what they needed me to be and it was very I, I became very unhappy so one of the things I learned was to be very solid in who I am flexible as a partner but solid in who I am so that I always met my own needs I was being who I was when you step out of being who you are, that's when you're incongruent, you're out of alignment with yourself and everything gets wonky, right? Absolutely. When you're not yourself, your body starts to react to it, your mind reacts to it and it follows along. So that's one of the things I learned. The other thing uh, is to really just take a step back in, in the communication and understand the differences between partners, genders, you know, m- men and women are very different creatures. They communicate differently. Um, and And to recognize that, the mindset that your partner um, has and has grown up with and their model of the world is going to be different than yours. They're not going to do things exactly the way you would. And to actually embrace those differences rather than get frustrated by them so that you, know, you appreciate the diversity that that person brings to the table versus getting frustrated by it.
1: Excellent. And so what would your philosophy or just working with couples who perhaps are evolving into their second marriage or their third marriage, you know, do you see those marriages being eventually more successful because of what they've learned along the way through uncoupling, having a period of time where they're working through their own stuff, rediscovering themselves, reclaiming themselves? Do you see that? You know, because there's stats that would probably support either or position. Some people would say because it becomes more challenging as you go on through life because now there's other people's history of having children with other people and then you've got more people to keep happy and balance in the mix. Um, or do you think because the journey really is about the self and if you're becoming more evolved and you're choosing to be committed to personal development, there really isn't anything you can't then handle or don't sign up to take on in a more healthy, constructive, positive way. So... How do you see the forging of people going forward in the latter part of their lives to have a second or third marriage? Do you see that as being statistically more successful, more spiritually successful, or is it just you know the the odds are stacked against you because it didn't work the first or second time?
0: No, I think what ends up happening is it depends on how much um self-awareness you seek in between and how much healing you're able to. Embrace uh, in between these two, you know, the, the time frame of your last relationship to the next one. Because, as I said, if you if you haven't healed those things within yourself, if you haven't had some level of awareness as to how you contribute to the dynamic in the relationship that causes those things that that uh, you know frustrate or irritate you or upset you, then again, you'll continue to go and do it again in a in the next relationship. And what I do see in in that instance is when you've when you've divorced once you can easily divorce twice and three times and four times because the mindset becomes well i'll just walk away because i'm not happy mm-hmm. now the other the flip side of things are the people that that are able to choose or decide to choose uh, a little more self-awareness going through the healing process getting to know you know what pushes their buttons how to manage that on their own and take the space for themselves take time to communicate with their partner you know, look at what's working for them, what's not working for them and manage that in their own way. I find that those relationships, whether it be second or third, are more successful because those parties are willing to actually, you know, take the time, be open, work on it as a unit, work on it as themselves. Like I have a couple of, um, some people that I have been through my intensive relationship rescue, which is a, a, a three day program that we do over a weekend with marriages. And it's kind of a, you're a make it or break it point that your marriage is at, and the one couple I can think of right now is they, they constantly, if they get into a, into an issue, they'll call me and they'll say, you know what, we need some help. It's like a car, right? You, you, you'll maintain it on a regular basis. And when something acts up, you seek help for it. And mm-hmm. so seeing that people are willing, both parties are willing to say, okay, we're running into a bit of a problem here. Let's take a look at it. Let's get some help with it. Let's kind of nip it in the bud. That I think when those, those particular marriages, because they know what it's like to have given up, they know what it's like to be going through the divorce and they actually want to, to, you know, stay in and put the effort in to grow the wonderful connection that they have versus the person that's just ready to jump ship at any Mm -hmm. moment.
1: Lovely, and what do you say to the people who are conflicted with the direction which they feel would be best for the family unit and they 're still of the mindset that it 's best to stay for the sake of the children. What do you say to people
0: well i 'll tell you this um, There was one night in one of my marriages where it was three o 'clock in the morning he had been he was drunk as a skunk i was it, fear of my safety in the closet, hiding in a closet in my children's room, calling my parents saying, could you please come over? And if you can't find me, I'm hiding in this closet. And I got up the next day and one of my colleagues said to me, why are you still here? And I said, well, I don't know this, that, and the other. And she said, would it be okay for your daughter? And I said, absolutely not. And she said, then why is it okay for you? And I think from that, that perspective of, my, that incident is extreme. But in any instance, when you look at your children, you're modeling what a relationship looks like.
1: Absolutely.
0: So they're seeing that and they're developing their model of what they will choose as a relationship based on what they see from the people that raise them. And so if you're in something that's unhappy, it would be, in my opinion, I chose to move out of it because I thought I could be... I could present a much healthier example for my children by walking away from a marriage where it was not a healthy marriage and mm-hmm. teach them to put their needs first because I would want them to be happy. That would be my goal for my kids is, um, you know, be happy mm-hmm. and do what that takes, not to just hurt anybody, but be happy and do what, put that first and you know people look at that word selfish as as a bad thing we've given it a negative connotation it really means to care for oneself first and then you can help others around you and i find that a happier person is able to contribute to be a happier relationship, whether it be with children or a spouse, a partner. And, and that's where I feel that if people can look at it from that perspective is what are you really demonstrating for your children in your marriage? When you've got two people that are in separate rooms, when they come home from work, they don't talk together. People don't see any affection demonstrated. Kids don't see any hugs or kisses or any fun or playfulness. They learn that to be the model of a, of a relationship in a marriage.
1: Very true. Very true, Priya. And, um, it's funny. We'll talk about this uh, in person, but there's a lot of even more so parallels. I mean, I thought there was parallels before between you and I. This is crazy off the hook goosebump stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no coincidences with who Not comes in your all. path, right? Exactly. <clears throat> um, okay, so... So what else? I mean, you've you've got so much going on right now. You know, you've got your hands in all kinds of pots. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the event that's going on for tomorrow for both Ash, who connected us, and for your role in that tomorrow, which I'm going to see you at. So, can you tell us a little bit about the event that's happening tomorrow?
0: Yes. Um, tomorrow we're going to be at the franchise show, franchise expo, um, in. Hamilton at the convention center in Hamilton um, and it runs from 10 to 5 p.m. I believe and um, I will be showcasing my other business which is called Vibrancy and Vibrancy in my role in Vibrancy is actually an, as an up-brander so everybody has a brand whether you know it or not however you're walking around that is your brand whatever mm-hmm. your business is in its current state that is your brand so my role is to come in and up-brand people help you elevate your brand to the next level of wherever that is that you want to go. And if you don't know where that is, we'll help you figure it out. But beyond that, to help entrepreneurs, because it's so, it can be very challenging as a small business owner and entrepreneur, knowing where to go, who to trust, how to manage your budget. So what we've created is a network where we have three different budget tiers. So we've got budget conscious, uh, um, average budgets and high end budgets. And at the end of every service provider, we've got three people there. We have a little software program where you put your project in it goes out to the people in your budget range. They come back with three proposals. You choose the one you want, and you just go back and forth from there through creation of your project. Um, so it's built to simplify things for people mm-hmm. and to actually focus on a concentrated uh, network of providers that we know. We're all Canadian, so mm-hmm. we're really looking to keep business in Canada. Um, and help to promote the wonderful talent that we have here. So we do everything from, um, branding to online marketing, social media, publishing, printing, video production, um, publicist, event planning, you name it. If you need it in business, we've got it. We've got the people in the network for you. Fantastic.
1: And how many vendors are expected to be there tomorrow?
0: I believe there's a hundred vendors there tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll definitely
1: be coming to your booth.
0: Thank you. Um,
1: yeah, and does Ash have a booth? Is he speaking? What's Ash doing tomorrow?
0: Ash is speaking tomorrow on um, leveraging social media. And uh, Ash, Ash has actually just revamped his whole speech, so it's very exciting. The people that show up tomorrow are going to be in for a treat because he's going to be launching that out for the first time. And uh, he has something really exciting up in the works for people, That uh, a new opportunity that he's also going to be unveiling tomorrow during his speech, which is at 4 o'clock.
1: Lovely. Well, I can't wait to hear that and to see you and Ash. It's going to be a lovely day. It is. So, you know, I want to just quickly touch upon this, particularly being, you know, women, entrepreneurs, uh, single parents. Um, I've had... Really interesting answers come from a variety of guests when I talk about the subject of balance. So before I jump into what some of the feedback has been from some of my guests, uh, I'd like to know what your perception of balance, whether it even exists, what that is for you, Priya?
0: Uh, balance definitely exists for me. It's something that I've had to learn (laughs) a little bit sometimes through the hard way is because I, I, having gone through abuse after a while, when people are no longer there to abuse you, you learn a pattern. And, and for me, I learned to abuse myself, which meant overworking. Um, and just keep on going. So balance was really something that it began to take a toll on my body and I would find myself just either I would go nonstop for four months and then I was flat on my behind for, you know, Mm -hmm. weeks kind of thing. So balance is definitely in, in my life, something that certainly exists. It's very important, I believe. And I sort of look at my day, I've kind of looked to break it down into units and to make sure that for every, you know, sort of say if it's an hour that I'm working, I have a balance of time that I'm playing so that I can keep myself in in a space of not overusing or overtaxing any part of my being and and giving myself a chance to replenish throughout the day and recharge, however that is. Sometimes it means a 10-minute power nap. Sometimes it means, you know, a walk outside. Sometimes it means a, a conversation with a girlfriend. Sometimes it means just sitting in the bathroom or the closet with the lights out and the door closed and hiding from the kids. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, you know. So, <laughs> sometimes right. it means a good martini at the end of the day. It just depends. <laughs> but just to create that. Uh, you know, that recharge for myself in uh-huh. a way that it it just t- balances out the energy of what I'm doing, creates more of a flow for me, and that I'm not always on the go. Um, having intuitive abilities, it's very easy to be on all the time and receiving all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to really learn how to, you know, put times into place where I'm just really just being, just being Priya, whoever and whatever that is in that moment, just doing that and taking that time to restore My energy and keep myself in, in check. Lovely.
1: Well, it's funny because when I read your CV and when I, when I hear your, your energy, uh, I would have thought that you perhaps, well, not true because I mean, you're, you're all about the mind, body, spirit, but in terms of how you juggle all of this and you've got four children, I mean, God, I've got two. I can't even imagine four as a single parent. I mean, yes, it it gets done. This is a lot of people's reality. But I just want to say, you know, congratulations to you. I mean, I'm sure there are days as I have days, you know, whether it's you've got a whole roster of things scheduled, pre-scheduled, perhaps even weeks or months in advance. And then
0: all of a sudden it's a sick day. Uh Uh-oh. What are we doing now? (laughs) It's so true. Just yesterday. You know, I'm in the midst of my day, and it's always when you see the school call, you're like, oh, God. (laughs) And it was my daughter opened her thermos. My six-year-old opened her thermos and turned it upside down, and her food fell on the floor. And she called, and she says, Mommy, I have no lunch. And I'm like, okay, well, I will just put that meeting on hold and pack you some new spaghetti and meatballs, and off we go. And that's just the way it is. But I think you get to a space of it that becomes your norm. Yes. And so it, it it doesn't phase you anymore. And I've learned to really let things go. And, you know, is it really going to, in the grand scheme of things, matter if the meeting's late? And if it does, well, maybe that's not somebody that is a match for me business-wise.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And so, you know, do you, I mean, you're obviously... Uh, a visionary, and not that you don't already have enough on your plate right now, and I know that you're trying to get some things launched and expanded upon, uh, but for somebody who is, you know, constantly looking to up their game, for somebody who has so much energy and, you know, wants to do so many things, you know, do you look at long-term planning? Uh, do you have other things that you're aspiring to manifest, or are you just kind of, taking note of where you're at currently with what's already on the plate and not looking any further.
0: No way. I am looking forward all the way. I'm like a, I, I'm a minute kind of girl. So it's just, you know, <laughs> like, okay, how can I do this and do that? I, I just, I, I feel like I'm I, for me, I'm playing in the sandbox of life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just having such a great time. Somebody asked me the other day, what do you do for fun? And I was like, everything. What are you talking about? Why would you do Love something? It. it wasn't fun. And so I'm really enjoying uh, living and I want to keep creating. That's that I feel. That's what keeps me so vibrant. So alive, so youthful. Uh-huh. And um, no, I have no plans to stay still ever. I think when, when I'm staying still, uh, Lisa, that's when you'll find me in a box.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hear you on that one. I hear you. And you know, my mantra, and I say this quite often, either in one-on-one discussion or on radio with guests, it's you know not to sound morose, but my mantra is we're all going to die, and we don't know when. We don't know when that's going to be. And so, if this is your last 24 hours, how is it you choose to then? Because it is a choice. How do you then choose to expend your energy? You know, getting all freaked out and overwhelmed and overworked about the things that are seemingly out of your control, things that uh, don't necessarily serve you, people who don't necessarily understand you, who probably have in their own way, even vibrationally, have just removed themselves from your life and isn't that a gift, Um, you know, or, you know, are you going to embrace all the yummy stuff? Are you just going to go, you know what? This is, this is non-negotiable for me. I am not looking back, nor do I want anybody who claims to love me looking back on my life and saying that, oh, you know, I know she had those regrets. I knew that that was really important to her. I just, I wish she had stepped into it or stepped up or yes. believed in herself enough. I mean, you know, I think that's all part of role modeling too for our children.
0: I know. And you know, I, I I hear it all the time from my circle. It's like, you know, my mother, you need to slow down. I'm like, no, you need to speed up. Like, you know, like, Why do I need to slow down? It's okay if you can't keep up at my pace, but I do not need to slow down. I'm good. I'm enjoying it. I can't, if I, as long as I can do it, I'm happy. And if, as long as I'm having fun with it, I want to keep doing it. You know, living 365, that's what the company is all about. It's about stop waiting, start living. People are waiting for when I have enough money, when the kids are grown up, you know, when he actually brings me flowers, then I'll tell him I love him when she does this, then I'll actually propose to her. It's like, Oh my God, stop waiting, start living. You don't know that you're waking up tomorrow.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I don't know that when I leave you, I'm walking out the door that some car is not going to come and send me flying. Like I have no clue. So I'm choosing in the now and that's what I'm teaching people to do because so many of us are stuck in lives that if we were to die tomorrow, we'd be like, oh, crap, I should have done all those things that I Absolutely. wanted to do. And that's what and, – and being a medium that speaks to people from the other side, I know that there are regrets. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we've got five minutes here. And so what I'd like to do, Priya, is give you an opportunity to remind people, as I did, uh, plugging you at the beginning of the show, where can people find you? What, you know, how can people connect with you? How can people acquire service from you? Just touch base with you.
0: Sure. So, um, you're always able to find me at, uh, www.living365.ca. And that's where you can reach me for coaching services. There's a link to, I actually do online readings through instant messaging. So we do them on a five minute minimum, but some people just have a quick question and they don't need a whole session. So you can contact me online and I will messenger chat back and forth with you with anything that you need from a psychic perspective or a healing perspective. Um, We have uh, a retreat coming up in September. I teach something called 365 Odyssey, which is a transformational retreat that I run in Bali in Indonesia
1: lovely so you
0: can get it uh, that's coming up in the fall in September and that's uh, one week with me in Bali the program is customized I only take uh, six to eight people the program is customized for each individual um, it, it's there to balance out your mind body and spirit but we've also combined it with a tour so we are on excursions on a daily basis, and I've chosen excursions that actually support the journey of of the program. So the first day that we're there, we actually take you out in the evening on an elephant safari. I mean, there's nothing that throws you off your game from the North American rat race like getting on top of an <laughs> elephant in the night. <laughs> Well, so, you
1: know, is that something we could do an on-set TV network show? I'd love to go with you for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll do an on-location shoot, quote unquote. Absolutely, on, on the elephant.
1: elephant, on the elephant, on the <laughs> elephant, <laughs> on the elephant. But listen, listen, Priya, we got to wrap up here. I just want to say thanks again for everything. I appreciate your time. I appreciate our partnership and collaboration. I'm looking forward, very looking forward to seeing you tomorrow and us scheduling a meeting to get going with filming, yes. uh, and, uh, and just continually connecting I love your energy I love your vibe I love what you're putting out there to the rest of the world uh, I already feel you know gifted here just talking to you uh, and having you on the path so thank you to my listening audience I want to thank you once again for tuning in to my live Friday show Carpe Diem with the Contact Talk Radio Network I go live every Friday 11.04am Eastern Standard Time if you have any show topic ideas or you would wish to perhaps appear as a guest on my show you can certainly reach out to me touch base let me know through either my website, which is lisamcdonaldauthor.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Or you can reach me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. Either way, I very much am grateful that you joined me today. Hope everybody has a lovely, safe, wonderful weekend with your loved ones and yourself. I look forward to next Friday. Carpe diem, Priya, all my love, gratitude. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You've been Bye. listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com.